Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste. A little embarrassed to say this, but I've had that wrong for years. I thought it was that Mary set out in haste and traveled to the hill country. As you probably know, the gospel we hear right now falls right on the heels in Luke's gospel of the Annunciation, when Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her that she is to give birth to the Son of the Most High. And the way I always pictured it was that Mary received that word, Gabriel departed, and then Mary hit the road. But no. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste. Think of it. This young teenager, probably 14 years old, a four-day journey ahead of her. Surely she pondered, planned, at least spoke to her parents before she made haste. But then she does to get to Elizabeth. And how often, I'd ask you to ponder, how often do we do the opposite? Do we do it the way it was in my head? We see a problem, we see something that needs to be done, and we react, we go. And then we get kind of tired of it, and we flounder a little bit. My Christmas cards are a good example of this. I got a job to do, we're gonna get to it, and then I get about halfway, let's be honest, a third of the way through, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get to this later. Mary doesn't. First of all, she doesn't see a problem, she sees an opportunity, and she doesn't react, but she responds. And when she hits the gas, she does so and means it until the job is done. And what wonders come as a result? We call it the second joyful mystery of the rosary, right? The visitation. Mary there in the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Mary's voice echoing through their homes and through Elizabeth's hearts and even to John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. Three things we garner from this great mystery. One, we should, like Mary and Elizabeth, we should lead with what matters. Think of it. It's just a week from today that the question will be asked. The most popular question right after Christmas. So did you get anything good? And we feel dirty when we say it, at least when we're conscious. I know I do. It's like, that's such a dumb question. Who the heck cares? We all know that we live in a world that has materialism just dripping from it, and we know that never makes us happy, but we give in. At least I do. But instead, what does Mary and Elizabeth do? They, they greet the person. They speak of what really matters, what they, the other person really loves. Blessed are you among women, Elizabeth says, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She greets Mary, and she speaks of what Mary treasures. Now, I wouldn't suggest going into the home of a loved one and saying words of poetry quite like this, but to speak to a brother or sister, to speak to a, a family member, a friend, for who they are, and then, please God, speak of what matters to them, what they love. Nothing else? 
what they love about Christmas. Are you having a good Christmas? What was the best part of your Christmas? Not just the stuff. Second thing we garner from it, the small things matter. We know that well, and no, I'm not talking jewelry. The small things, Bethlehem, as Micah tells us in our first reading, too small to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me the one who is to be ruler. Bethlehem, that little town that we sing songs of now so many years later. And so it is not just with the town, but also with the child. Yes, the child born there in Bethlehem, but also John the Baptist. Pop quiz, who's the youngest of all Jesus' disciples? The unborn cousin of his. Who, when the voice of Mary echoed in Elizabeth's ears, John the Baptist leapt in the womb of his mother, acknowledging the presence of the Lord, dancing as David did before the Ark of the Covenant. The small things matter. And finally, and propose that safety is overrated, right? We, we know this. Anyone who lives in the North Country and comes out on snowy roads and uh, to be to catch what it is that uh, where it is that we are to be going. Mary has just been given the greatest of gifts, the most precious, the most fragile. And what does she do? Does she sit on a big cushion, wrapping herself with bubble wrap and duct tape to make sure nothing happens? No, it's good to be safe, of course, but it's better to be good. She goes where she is sent. She sees what needs to be done. How do we change the culture? Well, we live like Mary, focusing on what matters, appreciating the small and prizing goodness, even above not just safety, but first and foremost, we we pause and ponder, and only then make haste. And Severio here gives us an example of that. He paused last spring. He, I don't know if you know, he's got a family that's sitting with him up here. Uh, he wanted them with him. A number of them come from north of the border. They couldn't do so in the spring, so he paused. Let's not make haste. But now we've made up for lost time, I'd say. Well done. Bishop Lavallee wanted to be here, so he sent these words. The apostles would receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in fulfillment of the Lord's promise, had power to complete the work of baptism by giving of the Holy Spirit, just as we read in the Acts of the Apostles. And when St. Paul had laid his hands on certain people who had been baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. The bishops, as successors of the apostles, they possessed that same power. And priests, lawfully appointed like myself today, to fulfill this ministry, they confer the Holy Spirit on those who have already been born again in baptism. Even if today the coming of the Holy Spirit is no longer widely manifest by the gift of tongues, we know by faith that the Spirit through whom the love of God has been poured into our hearts and through whom we are gathered in unity of faith and diversity of callings is received by us and is working invisibly 
to make the Church holy and one. Dear Severia, the gift of the Holy Spirit which you are about to receive will be a spiritual seal by which you will be conformed to Christ and will be made more fully members of his Church. For Christ himself, anointed by the Holy Spirit in the baptism he received from John, was sent forth for the work of his ministry, to pour out on the earth the fire of the same Spirit. Therefore, you who are already baptized will now receive the power of his Spirit and be signed with his cross on your forehead. And so, you must always bear witness to his passion and resurrection before the world, so that your manner of life, as the Apostle says, may be in every place the pleasing fragrance of Christ, his mystical body, which is the Church, the people of God, receives from him diverse graces, which the same Holy Spirit distributes to individuals for the building up of the body in unity and love. And he concludes, Severio, be a living member of this Church, therefore, and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, seek to serve all people like Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve. And now, before you receive the Spirit, I invite you, Severio, with your sponsor to stand, to mind the faith which your parents and godparents professed with the Church on the day of your baptism. Please come forward. 